Welcome to Other World. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. If you've even remotely been paying attention to the news recently, you've probably heard something about Congress doing an official hearing on UFOs or UAPs, as they're now called. We've been mesmerized by the idea of unknown visitors coming down from the sky since before recorded history. In the 20th century, the modern concept of the UFO took form and had waves of popularity and belief. But it was always considered very fringe, if not completely taboo, to openly believe in this stuff and take it seriously. That has changed quite recently. In 2017, the New York Times published an amazing piece by Helene Cooper, Ralph Blumenthal, and Leslie Keene that revealed multiple recorded encounters between the U.S. Navy, specifically F-18 Super Hornet pilots, and unknown objects that moved in ways that seemed to defy physics. It also revealed that the Pentagon has known about this for a long time and has investigated them secretly. Suddenly, UFOs or UAPs were confirmed as a real issue in the mainstream. Something was up in the sky that we did not understand. Whether or not these things are alien life forms is up for debate, but the phenomenon itself is no longer up for debate and suddenly everybody's talking about it. Now, most recently, a guy named David Grush, a high-ranking military official, came forward to blow the whistle on an alleged top secret military program of obtaining and reverse engineering crashed crafts. He then testified under oath before Congress about all of this as well. And I'm sure many of you heard about this. Now, this is where things get actually weird to me. The New York Times is publishing videos of UFOs from the Navy. We know for a fact that there are government programs investigating this. All of this is being revealed under official channels in Congress. And all of this is actually happening. You would think that this would send a shockwave across humanity, right? It hasn't. In fact, even I myself have had a hard time keeping track of all of it and even paying attention. There's so much information, disinformation, various beliefs, and constantly evolving narratives to wade through that I think it's just difficult for the average person. I think everybody's experiencing a bit of cognitive dissonance with this entire thing. And I found myself a bit overwhelmed and not taking it very seriously, which is weird because I'm the host of a paranormal show. So why is that? I think for me personally, I find the mainstream UFO world a bit dogmatic. You're either all the way in or you're all the way out. And that's pretty hard. It's a hard way to be when there's a lot of stuff out there that's just objectively quite hard to believe or blatantly suspicious. What I've found through the process of making this show and diving into the paranormal as an outsider is that there's a lot of completely fake paranormal evidence and stories out there. In fact, on the internet, I would say that the majority of it is probably completely fake. But that does not mean that this stuff isn't real. When you make enough bad fake copies of something authentic, the authentic original will end up seeming fake as well but that doesn't mean it's fake. I think those two truths are hard for most people to hold in their head at the same time. There can be hoaxes, there can be misinformation about all of this, while the thing itself can still be real at its core. In fact, 
all of the things that we believe about it right now could be completely fake and made up, but there could still be alien life forms. We know so little about all of this that it's just really hard to grasp and it's hard to pay attention at a certain point. So I wanted to do some episodes to hopefully give an overview of what's going on in the world of UFOs and hear from people who have paid a lot closer attention to it than me and hopefully sift through the endless amount of information that's out there. My first guest is Chris Wiley from The New Yorker, and I thought he would be a great way to start off this potentially ongoing series. He recently spent seven months researching UFOs and UAP phenomenon and interviewing a lot of the most influential people in the space for this piece he wrote. Through the process, his beliefs bounced around quite a bit. I wanna hopefully interview a wide range of people about this, but I thought he'd be a good way to start. He's kind of a mix between skeptical and full-on tinfoil hat belief. And he wrote this article for fun. He's about to move on from it. He has no real agenda in the UFO world, and I consider him to be fairly unbiased, at least in the sense that he doesn't really care enough to even have a bias in the first place. And I'm the same way. Otherworld is a show about people not ghosts and not aliens. I don't need any of this stuff to be real for the show to work. My concern is that people are experiencing it. I don't need to believe, but maybe part of me wants to believe. So let's get this started. I did my very best to keep this episode on the rails, but of course we bounce around quite a bit. This is my interview with journalist Chris Wiley of The New Yorker. I hope you enjoy it and you're listening to Otherworld. Is this Bobby? Yes, it is. At, at its core, the science you can't argue with. It's so a lame. story about All of a sudden. up in the sky. It's almost frustrating that it's happening. I'm literally just, I'm gonna die. I've got like, its okay. limbs were just like wrong. It's just Everybody moves back into the light, even if it takes them a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, like I would say a lot of people who are around my age, like my interest in UFOs just started by like watching the X-Files, um, which, you know, I was like super deeply obsessed with when I was a kid. Um, but like that interest kind of went dormant for, you know, probably a couple of decades uh, until that like very, now very famous 2017 New York Times piece uh, came out. Uh, that was written by um, uh, Leslie Kane and Ralph Blumenthal and Helene Cooper, um, which sort of like exposed this secret Pentagon program that had been funded with $22 million in black money to seemingly investigate UFOs. And then in that piece, they released these now infamous like uh, videos taken from uh, like Super Hornet uh, aircraft you know, video systems uh, that seem to be, or at least were purported to be, like, unknown objects flying in the sky. Um, and, you know, I, just, I read that article with, like, great enthusiasm and interest. Yeah. Like, I remember jumping out of bed and, like, bothering my girlfriend at the time <laughs> and, like, trying to read it aloud to her while she was, like, brushing her teeth. And she was like, stop, please. Um, but, uh, but ever since then... 
uh, I sort of like took an amateurish interest in UFOs uh, and read a bunch of the literature, probably even more than I needed to read. Um, and recently was sort of like bumped up the the totem at the New Yorker, uh, and now I write sort of regularly um, every month for them. And I sort of like in in getting that bump up, I was like, okay, I'm gonna pitch like the craziest story that I've always wanted to pitch to you guys and like, we'll see how that works out. Uh, and so I ended up writing about UFO, like photographs of UFOs and used it, as you said, as an opportunity to reach out to like every person I'd ever been interested in talking to in the UFO space and sort of get to play like, you know, Fox Mulder for a day. Um, Probably yeah. more than a day. Well, it was, it was certainly longer than a day. Wasn't um, it? For, for play Fox Mulder for like seven months. Yeah, you were in this um, for a while. And part of the reason I even met you is that my friend Daniel Keller, who I consider to be one of the smartest people I know, I watched him over the course of a couple of weeks just become completely UFO-pilled to the point where I like <laughs> worried about him. Yeah. Like genuinely worried about him at certain points. And then... I saw him go like the polar opposite where he was like anti and then come back. His theories were all over the place. And I know you were a person that he was talking to or kind of paying attention to. And I yeah, we got, we got really into it in the, in the Twitter DMs. I think I, I knew Dan from back when I lived in Berlin in like 2008. Um, and <laughs> I think I may have, I think I may have un UFO pilled him at some point as I appear to have un UFO pilled myself partially. Uh, which we can certainly, we'll certainly get into. I will say this as a preface, no matter what you believe, what I believe, I, first of all, I don't even know what I believe. I personally- Sure, I can, I can pretty confidently say I don't fully know what I believe either. The challenge for me and the reason I haven't done anything like this so far is that I'm trying to do something a little different with Otherworld, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm very, very interested in knowing the truth. I know that's a cliche in the paranormal space, but I really am like, potentially getting to the truth, no matter what it is. For the me, truth is out there. <laughs> for me, making the show, like, I make Otherworld in hopes that anybody could listen to it. You do not need to believe in ghosts to listen to my show. You do not need to believe in UFOs. I don't, the show's quality does not bank on that fact. And yeah. I don't need them to be real either. There's a lot of all or nothing. Sure. Uh, very binary Almost religious fervor, out there. one could say. Yeah. yeah. And... Ultimately, we're talking about something so big that if it is real, the scope of it would be beyond our comprehension, right? So sure. our ability to even study or debunk it would be pretty minimal, right? Like <laughs> we're talking about- Yeah, and, and I, mean, I think the, the other point that's also interesting is like if it is not true, uh, it's also incredibly interesting. Yes, Absolutely. And so presumably, okay, like most of these things, there it's it sort of sits somewhere in between. It could, it could. Individual pieces of evidence could be fake. People could be charlatans, liars. Uh, there can be hoaxes, and at the same time, all of this could be true. That in fact, if this stuff is real, it's very likely that there's a lot of fake things out there, right? So, sure. Just because one thing may not be true, it doesn't mean that the entire thing is fake. And I think that's hard for some people to hold in their heads, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's why this material is difficult, but 
I think it's just important to keep an open mind. You're better than me. I have you on the show as the expert. Yeah, the modern and, stuff know, is hard to follow. I should also preface it by saying that, like, while I am a tremendous UFO enthusiast, I don't purport to be any kind of like I don't know. Uh, ufologist or uh, someone who's like dedicated their whole life to studying this, which there are many people who who have um, and who I've talked to and who I, I respect greatly. Um, but like I also, you know, by talking to all the people that I've talked to, I think I've got a pretty good sense uh, of the overview of at least like where we stand now. I was pulled down the rabbit hole quite quite deeply, like during the research process.